And now, our feature presentation. Chaz Mike, welcome to a jolly good episode of the Cinema Short Podcast. I am joined by my good old Mike here, uh, Tyler. Tyler coming us from the Isle of Man. Welcome to the... I, I went from Britain to, to to Australian to Kiwi in like three seconds. What the fuck? Tyler, welcome to the show. Listen... Buddy, I heard a lot of words coming out of your mouth right now, and the only thing I got from that was, my name is not Toiler. <laughs> it's Toiler, no, that's how, that's, it's, to, it's Toiler from the UK. That's how it would be. Um, welcome everyone, it is now time for the sixth installment of the Fast and the Furious franchise, just simply titled, Fast and Furious 6, how... How un- some of these, some of these, I gotta say this. Some of these movie titles are inspiring. Some of them are just like, eh, this is sixth one. Like eh. the next one's called Furious Seven. Um, I'm just expecting the eighth one to be called F Eight. Yeah, oh, wait. <laughs> it kind of, it almost is. Uh, but uh, we're here now. This time um, for the uh, the 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 this this sixth one. Um, okay. So um, what what is what is this movie? Uh, now, I think around this time, because again, I remember Fast 4 and Fast 5 promotion, I think this is when my mind started going, they're still making them? Kind of thing. How about you, Tyler? Like, this was released at the point in my life where I was kind of out of the loop for, like, movies that I wasn't particularly interested in. Fast and Furious was definitely a series I haven't been keeping tabs on, so... I honestly wasn't in the loop of what the hell was going on in terms of fast movies. I just knew that they kept coming out and they kept making them. So right. I just kind of accepted it for the reality that we live in. Yeah, and unfortunately, I and the only reason I even remember this movie is because um, uh, this movie was released in uh, May of 2013. And unfortunately, this is the last time... Uh, not the last time he's in the movie, but in terms of his being of, of him being with us, Paul Walker would 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 pass away in November 2013. So the next movie will be his last one. Um, so which I thought for some reason I thought it was this movie, but I think it, I think because it came out the same year, that's why I remembered these movies were thinking again. Because this is the last of, one that he's fully in. Uh, right. He's kind of in the next one, from what I've read. He, yeah, because I think he 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 died um, while they were shooting the movie, and they had to basically reshoot it to work around the fact. I I honestly don't know how that happens. I li- there's a scene here where I thought, okay, this is how they write him off. This is, but it's not this movie; it's the second one. Um, but um, uh, the, even regardless, there's still going to be some tear shed. There was definitely a tear shed at the end of this movie for reasons, uh, for double the reasons, because the movie just likes to kick you in the balls at the end. Um, but let's go ahead and break it down before we break it down. Uh, this was directed by Justin Lin, which is, I believe this is the last time he is, uh, fully, uh, directing it, if I have it correctly. Yes, because uh, James Wan takes over for the next one, uh, but he does come back in the, in the ninth one, though. Uh, written by Chris Morgan, of course, characters based by Gary Scott Thompson, produced by Neil H. Moore, it's been Diesel and Clean Townsend. Uh, this was released, uh... Uh, first in Empire Leicester Square, which is in the U- I think it's in, it's in the UK because it was probably shot in the UK um, in 2013, and then May 24th in the United States, runtime of 130 minutes with a budget of 160 to 260 million dollars. I guess there's different reports on it, and then with a budget a box office of 788.7 million dollars. 
So, yes, they're pretty good. So, yes, you now if you remember the post credit scene from last time, you know that the only reason we have this movie, or not besides the, the fact that the last movie made Bach or Banana the amount of money, but the fact that uh, it turns out uh, Letty, who we all thought died in the first one, never is not dead, but rather is somehow alive in Europe working with some high-end, uh, very high-end um, uh, cr- criminals. Uh, hijacking cars so that is why we have here um so pretty much our story begins with the birth of jack um o'brien the son of both mia and uh, and, and brian o'connor um uh, i don't know if they're actually married but um mia toretto at least and he's a cute baby boy um and uh and, and you see him and you get to see dom be an uncle and then who shows up randomly out of nowhere? Tyler, who shows up to, to basically kind of uh, take them away from their million-dollar dream? It is Hobbs coming back from the last movie, played once again by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, offering a proposition from the revelation that uh, he uh, learned from the post credit scene in the last one. Right. I just realized I didn't sc- I, I didn't read the cast. The cast is largely the same. I will introduce the new characters real quick. Um, uh, except the two, uh, Brazilian, uh, from the, from the fourth movie, they're not back in this movie. They get talked about, but they're like, eh, they're, they're gambling away. They're not here. We, we couldn't bring them back. Um, but in terms of, uh, we pretty much have new antagonists this time. Um, who, first off, it's, it's, uh, Luke Evans, who's our titular villain, Owen Shaw, who is a former British SAS soldier, and Gina Carano, uh, plays Riley, who plays Riley Hicks, she is a DSS agent for Hobbs, basically took over, uh, Elsa Pataki's role, Elena Nevis's role in the last, from the last movie, um, uh, and of course, Michelle Rodriguez is back as Letty, um, and that's pretty much it, there's some other cronies inside, uh, uh, Shaw's game, but they don't really get enough screen time to merit that. I don't even think they watch VTubers, Ben. No, I don't. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> okay, e- either you said way. cronies. Oh, oh, that's right, right. Crony, there you go. Uh, I was like, what? Um, so, yeah. Oh, here they are. Uh, Shaw's teams are Clara Padgett, uh, pa- Paget as Vague. Kim Cold is Klaus. Joel Ta- Taslim, who I believe that's that's Sub-Zero. Um, I knew I recognized him. He plays Ja. David Alaha is Ivory. And, of course, they're basically... The the uh, Shaw's crew, which we'll talk about the similarities later on. Um, so uh, Hobbs comes to Dom and it's like, listen, shit's bad, shit's really bad. Um, I there's this guy named Shaw who's working in Europe, and they basically performing sort of. They're basically not. Would you say they're mercenaries? They're basically mercenaries, right? I would say so. Yeah, they're definitely. Uh, you're talking Shaw's crew, right? Yeah, Shaw's crew. Yeah, I would say they're basically super criminals that are pretty much uh, the alpha opposite of what Dom's crew was is based on. Yeah, which we'll talk about that later. But they're pretty much high end, like whereas Dom and them were like kind of like on the low end. You know, ba- in comparison, low end deals. These guys are like they sell like terrorists and shit. That that's that's the kind of that's the kind of men they are, and. Um, 
Shaw comes to, to Dom. He's like, I need a team to bring him down. And your team is the best in the world. Your family. By the way, we'll, we'll do a family. I'm curious to see where the family count is because I have to go do something every track. now and then. It's 11 okay. in this movie. Double okay, the so amount I, of the last one. Okay, I counted 10, so I was off by one. Um, And I... <laughs> yeah, I think this is where the meme fucking starts then. It, ha- it has to be where the meme escalates. Um, they but say either way, family in this movie more often than I say fuck in an average recording. It's it's insane. And, and so, it's not even, like, spread out. It's, like, sometimes, like, multiple... Sen- one scene will have, like, family, like, four times. It's like, <laughs> they find a way to Sometimes by in. the same character. Exactly. Um, so, um, uh, Dom tells him, I need your team. So, um, Roman comes back. By the way, Roman has a, t- has a plane that says, it's Roman, bitches, which I'm like, that's so funny. Oh, Roman. <laughs> it's great. Uh, he gets Tej, he gets Tej back. Um, uh, um, of course, Brian comes back, um, with Mia's consent. I got, I got, I, I kind of thought, like, is she, are they going to do the, like, I don't want you to go. Like, no, she says, I'd rather you be out there together because she understands. So that, that was nice. Um, but uh, Han is back. Giselle is back. Um, everybody's back except for, except for, like I said, the two other, uh, minor characters, the, the wisecracking brothers. Um, and they're pretty much told we're going to put a team together. And initially they're, they're, they're like, okay, we're going to get the simplest thing operation. Um, or, and they're like, why are we going to do this? Why, why should Dom help out? Hobbs, you know, you tried to take me out last time. And he shows them a simple picture. Tyler, uh, for those who didn't watch the post-credits team from last time, who is that picture of that shows Dom giving you the motivation to go and fight this overly powered uh, European super criminal? Well, I mean, we kind of already spoiled it with the new characters introduced or reintroduced in this movie. It's freaking Letty, uh, who turns yeah. out to still be alive. For yeah, let's. Yeah, and that it gives Dom enough motivation uh, to do it. And so, what is what is Dom? What is not? What does Dom want? Why is it so important? Why is this man dangerous? What is he going after? And what he's going after is another chip. It's another computer chip. However, this one's much more than simply a safe house for money. This time, it holds the location for, I believe it's for um, uh, a, a, a missile, I believe, right? Um, Metal Gear. Yeah, it's. I believe it is a... Uh, it, 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 it is a... Uh, um, a, like a, a, a chip that can give them, can give anybody access to any secure military, uh, missile, I believe. And Shaw and his crew wants to steal it so they can make it to sell it on the black market for, to any terrorist organization out there. So it's, it's pretty bad. Like this, I feel like this is the point where like, okay, it's one thing to fight like a drug cartel guy when it's over money. This is like world threatening shit right here. Yeah, this is some Justice League levels of uh, villainy over here. Yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, okay, it's called. Okay, sorry. It's called. It's he's, Shaw has been basically stealing components to build a thing called Nightshade, which effectively would shut down all power uh, with it uh, in like in in a given country. So like, and and uh, Hobbs gives this excellent like you know if you blind a soldier. Uh, you kill him. If you blind something for an hour, um, you know, uh, you have a lot of casualties. If you blind a country for 24 hours, un- unaccounted amount of loss. It, it, it's very similar to the uh, to the plot of um, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, I believe, where I think they basically shut down, um, uh, like, maybe not the entire 
U.S. Um, uh, like they got into the communications, they basically shut it down to get over. It's very similar to that, but but like it could happen anywhere. So Dom and his team are tasked with doing it, and it's pretty much a game of cat and mouse where you think. Dom's crew is the cat, and they're the mouse. No, it's very much the other way, where Dom's crew are the are the mice, and Shaw's crew is the cat. Uh, very much so by the first scene where they're they're tasked to take down Shaw's crew. They're driving, and instantly we know they're dealing with something different. Where um, they they're chasing down they, they, the the team pretty much splits up, and they're chasing them down, and they get fired like these little. To quote, to quote Roman, they look like hockey pucks. Um, and they were able to, because they have computer chips in their cars they were driving, they were able to shut down specific parts of the car. Oh, there goes your rear axle. Oh, there goes your left axle. Car crash. Bam, you're taken out. I thought they were going to kill some of the characters right then and there. I thought Roman was dead. Um, yeah, I knew so, Han wasn't going to go because we know for a fact that he appears in Tokyo Drift, but we'll yeah, get to that when we get to that. Exactly. So pretty much it becomes a, it's Operation Bring Home Letty, but also Operation Stop Operation Nightshade, um, for the most part. And uh, How many times you can say the word Operation in one sentence? As many times as this movie said family. <laughs> um, and and it's 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 pretty much a game of like, we're trying to draw each other out, a game of chicken. Ultimate culminating in a fucking highway chase with a tank. I'm not kidding you. There's a fucking chase sequence with a big ass tank. It this is, is turning it, into a goddamn clutch Nixon stunt right over here, bro. This is the this. I will say this right now. This is the first movie where it's like, okay, this is this is this is not a heist criminal movie. This is just a fucking superhero movie now. Um, at this point, and then even crazier with the of taking down a huge ass carrier uh, carrier plane, um, like at the, towards the end of the movie as our finale set piece. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and then Clutch Nixon drove his flaming car out of the crashing, burning plane. Ex- exactly. And the stunt was never repeated once again. Uh, exactly. So, uh, let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, let's, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the, uh, this story. Did you feel like, this definitely did not feel like the last one. This one feels like, okay, we're dealing with, like, way bigger shit than what we're used to in this one. Like, there are definitely bigger stakes in this movie, but I feel like there isn't as much crazy shit going on consistently as it was in Fast Five. Like... In the middle of the movie, it's just more set up for uh, Shaw and how dangerous he is, coupled with the fact of uh, the moral dilemma that uh, Dom is facing with Letty, Letty being on the enemy side. And, you know, I'm all for that. Uh, but still, it's it, you take into consideration that this movie isn't as crazy as, uh, consistently as the last one was. No, but I think the crazy that is there, I think fully merits like a watch. Like for sure. This, like I was not expecting the tank, the tank coming out and and um, Tej's reaction. And like we need a plan a, a B C. We need the we need the whole alphabet. We need the, more letters. We need more letters. It's just it's just fucking fucking perfect. Uh, that's the, and of course, my favorite son of the movie is Dom. <laughs> Letty is on the on on the top of the tank, right? Because Shaw told her to go. We'll get we'll get into Letty in a moment, but 
to unhook this cable that was attached to a car that's dangling over a bridge. And and so the kink is about to get launched, right? And Letty goes flying off the tank. And Dom, I don't listen. Listen. This might be the only one of the few, the first time I go, okay, I might have to call bullshit right here. <laughs> but I went with it. Dom jumps from the hood of his car. Was it the hood of his car? I believe it was the hood of his car. Yep. Directly uh, from the hood of his car. Catches Letty midair over a bridge that's like high above water and then lands thankfully on a fucking car and there's a great follow-up later on where Letty asks him how'd you know if uh, a uh, a car was gonna was gonna break our fall and he just goes I didn't and just like god damn it Dom he's like sometimes you just gotta believe I'm like god damn it I played a lot of Parappa the Rapper. He taught me I gotta believe. <laughs> I could believe Dom saying that. Um, but yeah, so the, I'll agree with you. There isn't that much, but I think there's a lot more care. I think there's a lot more character work in this. Um, like, while they don't get as much screen time, I really like the, the, the sort of romance between uh, Giselle and Han. I thought, it was, I thought it was really sweet. Yeah. It's really sweet, and it builds up the fact of uh, Han's motivation to go to Tokyo in the first place. Right, like like they they at the last movie they they drove off and they kept talking about, and I don't know why I didn't see it coming because it's kind of it's kind of obvious when you look at it when you look at it, but um, unfortunately, while um, uh, 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 Giselle does not make it, at least okay now that now that Letty's alive, I'm not saying she's dead. But we don't see a body. She disappears into the night. She falls off a plane going at extremely high speeds. You know, um, uh, she, 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 as far as I know, she is written off. Um, and th- there's a great cathartic moment where Dom comes out of the wreckage of the plane having lived. And Mia asks, where's, where's Giselle? Where's Giselle? And then Han just like gives like like just breaks down when Brian starts hugging him because he real it that that moment hits him and that hit me too. It was like fuck, man. Cause I they like they had a nice chemistry together. Yeah, like especially knowing uh, his fate in uh, Tokyo Drift, uh, it was especially sad just seeing him uh, getting utterly destroyed by the end of this movie. Right, exactly. Um, and like even if, even like that little scene where like Roman and Han, who haven't really interacted before, but like he was teasing him over um, not only his uh, his twinkle in his eye was you better get her a big rock or you better be big somewhere else, and he just says, "Is that why all your girls have big jewelry?" Like, by the way, I want to point out Roman gets roasted way more times in this movie than he has in any other movie. Yeah, I know, right? Like. He can dish out the pain, and he uh, verbally assaults everyone around him in a joking manner, but everyone takes a bigger shot at him at every opportunity. It's great. My fav- One of my favorites is, like, that the, the, they show the car that got flipped over when they first started to take on uh, Shaz's crew, and he goes, that could have been my forehead. Like, nah, man, your forehead ain't that big. And then he's- he checks his forehead. Oh, man. Uh, it's, it's too good, but, but, but Roman's great. Ro- Roman's that, that, by the way, Roman with the fucking insane stunt of jumping off a car into another car. Oh my God. Um, so like I said, there's not much bad I'm shit. I'm getting too fast, too furious vibes from that stunt. Yeah, it was pretty good to see Roman do something crazy. Um, but 
let's let's talk about Shaw, who I feel like he's the real first like actually intimidating villain in this series so far. Yeah, for sure. Like he's in a different caliber from any other villain that we've seen up to this point. Like he's cold, calculating. He actually outwits our heroes at multiple occasions. Right. Like this dude is scary to go up against. Like, like there's that, um, oh, there's that, there's that scene where uh, after Dom and Letty have a street race because we do have to figure out how to get a street race in here. Uh, which was nice, but I feel like that they, they feel kind of forced at this point, you know? It's like, we gotta get a street race in here. Um, yeah, even though, like, you guys have moved way past that. But it was, it was to me, I thought it was a nice callback to their, you know, their history. Um, they said, we'll talk about Letty after we talk about Shaw, but um, that scene when he has a one-on-one Tom, it's like, see, that's the difference, you know? I, I, I you know, we my, my brother always said, you know, you have to have a code. Um, you know, his mind's is precision. You, you know, you have a team, you take a parts breaking, take apart, replace it. It's precise. It's accurate. It works well. Keeps things going. Yours is family and you're weak. I can reach out any moment and break you. And it's, it's just that, that he's not saying it campingly. He's saying it with cold intimidation that went like, I went, Oh God, that's, that's terrifying. He's terrifying. I don't want this man knowing any of my personal information. No, and, and and it establishes that in the first scene after they get away from Dom's crew, he's like, a group of common criminals almost took us down. Find who they are, who their families are, everything about them, and I want it now. Like he, like it's it's over the top super villainy, but the way he they have him act it, it's very much, um, like calm and collected. Like you, he feels like a believable, realistic villain. Yeah, as far as uh, the Bond villain archetypes go, I feel like that he's probably the most realistic and pragmatic that we've encountered in the series so far. Right. Um, you know, the, 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 and, and it's just the way he conducts himself. Like, even in that first scene you see with him when uh, he, his stooge comes with them and he's like, you think he's just going to shoot him and he, and like he gives him a bag and he's like, presuming it's a bag of money. He's like, this is, this is for the, this is for your job. And think there's a little extra in advance for the next job. What next job? The one that's in there. And he drives off and in the bag is a fucking bomb. Like that shit right there tells you you're dealing with somebody different. Yeah. This is a different breed of evil right there. Um, unfortunately, he ends up being comatose at the end of the movie, seemingly, because um, he either he's dead or he's in a fucking coma. He's in a coma um, after falling out of the plane, not for very high, but the at the at the speed they were going, it's pretty bad. Um, but I, I I I do like that. Like one thing that Roman jokingly brings up is that how Shaw Shaw's crew. Shauna's crew are pretty much their evil twins, which I thought, okay, that's that's actually pretty cool that they did that. Yeah, kind of reminds me of the Psycho Rangers from Power Rangers in Space, where they're pretty much just evil counterparts of the heroes. Bro, is this just Psycho Rangers adapted for the big screen? Is this all this is? I guess... I'm pretty sure it might be. Because that whole arc was them constantly being outpowered, outwit, out, and pretty much outgunned against something... Like the, by the Psycho Rangers, that's pretty much what this is. It's something just overall outright um, meaner, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how you can get better better than this. Uh, I mean, there's a post credit scene that, that hints at who is going to be the next villain, but 
fuck this this guy was this guy was great yeah for sure so yeah, uh, definitely killed it in this role yeah for for sure uh, i don't know where he's from i've heard his name before uh in other places but i can't tell what he's done before um okay he's done a couple of, oh he was clash of the titans okay he was in that movie okay that's probably where i saw him from uh but uh let's talk about letty uh so uh you want to explain how well okay you want to explain they don't explain how letty is alive other than that she's alive but you want to explain why letty is siding with the villains in this in this movie so apparently um in the attack uh, when she was supposedly killed in fast four uh it turns out that um the dude didn't actually shoot her, but rather her car, and the ensuing explosion made her uh, undergo amnesia. And that pretty much uh, gives Shaw the upper hand to persuade her to uh, join his crew. Yeah, and there's also a cool connection with the fourth movie where it turns out Braga, who actually we do see in this movie uh, in a nice little mini story, mini side event with uh, Brian, that Braga was working with Shaw. Like, they worked together, like, he would sell him stuff, and, like, that they were wear. So, he was... Shaw was using Braga, and that's how Shaw knew about Letty, um, and, and her driving, and her and her skills. So, um, and, and so, Shaw uses that to his example. And that scene where Letty gets out of the car and sees Dom, and I'm thinking she's gonna be like... Dom, or like some kind of no, she shoots him straight in, almost like on, on near his shoulder. I was like, oh, I, I I gasped because I didn't think they were gonna. I didn't I didn't know what they were gonna do. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. In all honesty, um, yeah, because like, like, like I, I did not like. I mean, like the memory thing is kind of like a cheap way out, you know. But like, I like it's it's a soap opera thing. But like, hey, whatever works. She's alive. That's all that matters. Um. But I, I kind of like that it brings, like, that, that conflict of, like, I can bring you, you know, like, bring her to the light side and stuff like that. Um, and I can fix her. I can fix her. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. But, yeah, that, that scene, like, you, you could tell Dom was hurt that the woman he loved just shot him and drove off with no hesitation, like, um, at all. And, and you're not given any connection that... Um, that she doesn't know other than like when she shows him the picture and at first because because like you know i didn't think memory loss i could think like she's doing it to basically protect herself to like not let on that she knows him but when she's shown the picture of like from probably like fast and the furious i think fast four of like her and dom sitting on the beach um he's like i don't i've never seen him before and then then you find out she later on that it's uh she has amnesia yeah um, I honestly haven't undergone amnesia myself, though I probably would have re- wouldn't have remembered anyway. But um, I'll just take uh, this movie's uh, interpretation of it as it is. Yeah, it's it's a it's a movie TV trope is tales all this time, you know. So Technic Six does it. Y- yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but if you miss Michelle Rodriguez, um, there isn't a like. Like she's definitely a, a hard ass at points, but a lot of it, her is like being conflicted throughout the movie about like is Dom telling me the truth? Like like when one of uh, Shaw's members uh, goes out, she gives Shaw shit for like is that it? You're not no, that's all you're gonna say after one of our fucking team just died. And of course Shaw's not gonna do that, but 
Like I, I like gonna drive this fucking tank through an open highway. What are you crazy? Yeah, pretty. Yeah, this isn't part of the plan, uh, kind of thing. It's very like it's something you've seen before, but it works. You know, sometimes troll. Like I hate this notion that in media. People, people like, like our age and, and like younger. If it's a trope, it's a bad. Like no, tropes exist for a reason, and they work when they're done well. You know. Yeah. Um, but that was cool. It was it was nice seeing Letty again. I don't know if we needed to get rid of Giselle to have Letty back. Um, I maybe because I, I think maybe she was gonna sign to do Wonder Woman around this time, so maybe that's why she left because like she can't do both. It's probably a factor. You know, um, like. Because, uh, like, the, the, she, she's done three of these movies already, so who knows. Uh, she could come back, though, I think. Uh, hey, ever, nobody, it's nobody, possible. nobody, at never this point. Never say never when it comes to these movies. No, now that Letty's come back from the dead, seemingly, no. Um, but what did you think about Dom's character in this movie, where, like, this time he's met someone, he's basically met his match in this one. Yeah, um... I feel like the stronger stuff with Dom comes from the fact that uh, he's facing the moral dilemma of uh, having Letty on the opposite side of the spectrum and not knowing who he is and all that shit. And you can visibly tell that he's hurting just trying to get back the woman he loves back into his life. Exactly. Um, it's it's some great acting by Dom. Um, there's even a, like a great scene at the end where... Uh, they think they captured him, right? And um, and and uh, he's like, "Hey, remember how I told you I could?" Uh, Shaw tells him, "Remember how I told you I could reach out and break you anytime I want." How call Mia? And Brian calls Mia, and and like Brian's more um, definitely like he's more emotionally. He shows his emotions more than Dom, but you can tell Dom wanted to like break his shit in um, the second he heard Mia scream like that. Um, but the fact that um, Dom had to do like like uh, uh, Hobbs puts a guns to to the to the a fucking NATO general like I'm assuming it's a general's head and tells Dom you realize if you if I let him go anything of pardon uh, or amnesty goes right out the window and Dom just says the greatest line ever they were never uh, they uh, something to the kin of like um, uh, they were they gone were never the- in our vocabulary anyway yeah pretty much. Um. Yeah, I really like this performance. I like, and and if like that when he first meets Letty after the car race, you know, and like trying to get her to remember, but he doesn't. I, what I like about it, he doesn't push her. Like he's not pining. He's just trying to like as hard as he can without pushing her because he knows if he pushes too hard, uh, she she'll likely uh, drive away. Yeah, he's definitely showing a more sensitive side. Uh... Uh, compared to the last movie where he was pretty much ready to break the rock with a hammer. Pretty much. Now, the one character who I felt like who was just kind of there was Hobbs himself. Yeah, like the rock was just kind of there, in all honesty, just to set up this whole plot to begin with. Yeah, now he did have that great interaction with that British... uh, uh, I think it's the the guy who the, who runs the CCT TVs because apparently Britain just has cameras fucking everywhere, which is insane. I don't know if that's real or not, but um, and he shakes his hand. He's like, now, you know, it's funny how uh, they were running maintenance the same amount of time that they were, you know, 
con- conducting that job. That's that's a little bit too coincidence, right? Yeah, that's a yeah. hell of a grip he's got. Yeah, if like, I were to shake the hands hands with the rock, I probably would die. Well, he'd probably know when he probably knows his own strength. But the fact that you can hear the bones is like ah. Um, now uh, we do have another new character, which is Gina Carano's character, Riley Hicks, and I felt she was just like, like. I don't know. I feel like she was also just there. Yeah, like she's supposed to be um, the new Elena for this movie, the the new plucky sidekick uh, that's uh, that does stuff next to Hobbs. But it turns out at the end, she's just suddenly a bad guy. Like, yeah, that's okay. that's the that's the twist. That's that's the twist. It's like uh, Shaw says to to Bay, uh, "You come, babe," thinking he's talking to Letty. But no, it's 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 the DSS agent. So proving just how much pull Shaw has, which I won't lie, I guessed that I went what because nothing about her said that she was a villain. You know, she was helping them. You know, I never suspected her. Why would I? Three years later, where she's Angel and Deadpool. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but like, I thought she was fine. I did enjoy that scene she had with uh, Giselle, where. Um, uh, they go basically torture uh, uh, British David Spade, as I call. I, I like to call him. <laughs> uh, he did like that's what he looked like to me. Um, and, and and look, listen. There's look. I won't lie. Being dominated by Gina Carano while while um, Gal Gadot uh, talks soothing to you. Listen, I'm not saying that's my kink, but I know that's the, I know that's somebody's kink out there, and they probably got a, a good check out of it. Uh, watching she can that bring scene. out unimaginable levels of pain you've never experienced. Yes, please. Yeah, somebody somebody was said yes, please. <laughs> it's probably a joke taken there somewhere, but. Like, I don't know, I, I just didn't feel like she added anything to the movie. I, I didn't, like, the twist was interesting because, like, I didn't see it coming. But I just felt like she was just, eh, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to miss her. She, she only exists to have uh, Michelle Rodriguez fight somebody. Yeah, that's pretty much. Which, they do the fucking superhero thing where they fucking square off with everyone. Like, they, like this, this movie is just straight up a superhero movie. I don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> uh, this, is just, this is straight up a superhero movie. Um, Dom not jumping off of the hood of his car to catch his girlfriend mid-air, notwithstanding. Um, but what was your oh shit moment? What was your like, oh damn moment from this movie? Um, it was definitely the tank coming out of the truck. I did not see that shit coming at all. Yeah, that, that's, that was, and not only does it come out, but it runs along this highway on the coast of Spain. Um, uh, sorry, my phone's going off. (laughs) Off the coast, off the coast of Spain, and um, and uh, and and it's just running over cars, killing people left and right, and it is um, it, it is crazy, and how they take it out is even crazier. But I I, I think I have to agree with you. It, it's it's that scene. Yeah, for sure. Like the big ass plane uh, doesn't even come close to that moment, in my opinion. No, which I kind of felt. I, I almost, if I'm if I'm gonna knock it a peg, I kind of wish the tank sequence was the end of the movie, um, and not the plane sequence. Like, sure, you got the dramatic with, with Giselle, you know, seemingly disappearing into the night, and you know Dom coming out of the wreckage like a fucking badass. But again, like a superhero, like a fucking superhero. Um, all you needed to do with a superhero landing, he would have been perfect. But like that tank sequence, just just because it was cars and the, like, granted, 
you did have a moment on the plane sequence where Tyrese fucks up shooting the grappling hook, which is like that's a callback to an earlier, earlier moment. Um, you know, uh, but I think I like the tank sequence a, a, like a lot more. Maybe because you could sure. actually see shit versus on the plane you could see stuff, but when they were shooting stuff outside, it was a little too dark sometimes to tell what was going on. Yeah, it's really unfortunate that uh, they shot this uh, during nighttime uh, with limited lighting. Yeah, I get why, but ultimately, I, I think um, the it just didn't hit. It, it didn't hit like say the the one from the last movie where Dom was using a fucking safe as a tank as as a mace. You know, it, it just doesn't hit the same. Um, but bringing down the plane itself, now that was cool, where they basically used the, the cars as, like, anchor weights to pull it out. That was cool. Not the coolest thing I've ever seen, but definitely, like, okay, that's pretty badass. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't make a lick of sense scientifically, but it's still cool nonetheless. Listen, I'm going to bring it again. Dom jumping. How, how the hell did Dom get that much momentum to jump out of his car to catch her like that? That doesn't work. You just got to go with it sometimes. That's just dumb, though. Yeah, yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, is there anything else I missed, my dude? Um. Well, we can talk about the post-credit scene. That's, That's pretty true. much the only other thing. Yeah. So obviously, um, Han is definitely mourning the loss of man. Even if Giselle comes back, Han's like at, like dead, dead. Because I don't, I don't think they're come. Han's coming back because we saw him die. We saw his body go out and find us in the in, in Tokyo Drift. Um, okay, so, uh, he tells us, we talk about Tokyo, so now we know where the cutoff is, so now we know Tokyo Drift, if you're gonna watch it kinetically, Tokyo Drift happens next, after Fast 6, so now we know. Um, but, uh, they talk about Tokyo, and the post credit sequence is the chase sequence when, um, oh god, what was his name, Luke? Luke, Uh, Luke and them... Yeah, when uh, Sean and the others are running away from DK, the Drift King. Right, and um, and uh, I don't. Re- I have to look at the scene again because I was like, I couldn't remember it exactly because this was several weeks ago now. It's exactly how I remember it uh, with them drifting uh, uh, past that crowd of people over in that central walkway. Right, and Han's uh, car getting run over and getting uh, tipped over. And he gets hit. okay, so he gets hit by another car, right? I couldn't remember that part or not. Yeah, I remember okay. that. So that part seems the same. However, out of nowhere comes fucking what's his face? What what is Jason his name? Statham? Jason comes fucking out. fucking state. And 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 this is how I know he who he is because of the the spinoff movie Hobbs and Shaw. So. Um, this is my spoiler who he is. I won't say who he is here in case anybody's watching. But um, I thought, wait a minute, that Shaw? I thought he was Jason Statham. Where's Jason Statham? Um, it's a different Shaw. Um, but Shaw uh, walks over, or this guy, Shaw, he's, he's a Shaw, whatever, walks over to the tip, over to Han's tipped car, gets a match, lights on fire, immediately calls uh, Dominic Toretto. You don't know who I am, but I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to know who you are. And uh, I'm going to be in for basically a world of hurt. Yep, which is why we know, which is why Dom came to Tokyo at the end of Tokyo Drift in the first place. He was looking for Han. Is what I'm presuming. I I mean, you would seem so, right? Like he, like he's look, he's, he was looking for, for, for the other Shaw. He's looking for Han's killer. He killed one of his family members. Um, So yes, the man's family. So now we're going to have like Supreme. Now we know. Like, I kind of wish they could have maybe kept the original Shaw alive, but maybe they wanted to bring in Jason Satham. Um, 
Because I really like this shot. Uh, Jason was not bad, and he's intimidating his own way. But um, uh, I think overall, uh, what we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, sure. But let's go ahead and go to the ratings board. Tyler, what do you give Fast Six? I'll give this a three and a half uh, tanks out of five. Uh, this was a pretty well character driven movie, and it does. Uh, explain a bit of the lead-in uh, to Tokyo Drift, and also sets up its uh, lore for the other characters. But when it comes to, like, pure action, it does feel kind of lesser than the last one, I feel. Which does kind of uh, knock it down a bit. But, you know, I'll take good character over uh, batshit insanity any day of the week. So, you know, I'll give credit where credit's due. Uh, I am going to give it three... Three and a half out of five as well. I thought it was still very fun. Um, I just liked how bigger in scale it felt. I, I liked that hit basically turning from a heist movie to a superhero movie. Roman was so great. The I think what really helps this movie a lot is that we're now we're com- when, this is our second movie in with this team overall. Um, and like you can tell, they're really comfortable together. It, like I, I think those moments were my favorite. Just seeing them interact and just seeing them take pot shots at each other. Uh, was really fun. The tank stuff was great. It's still a really, really fun movie. Um, but uh, not as good as the last one. So, uh, not necessarily a bad movie. Still enjoyable. Still great. Um, but, unfortunately, when we come back next week, it is the final installment with Paul Walker. I don't know if I'm going to... I think I'm probably going to cry because, God, I love him as, as Brian O'Connor. Him and Dom are so great together. I don't know how they handle it. I've never looked it up how they handle it just because I was never interested. But now I'm invested. Now I'm invested. And it's going to... Now gonna... you know the lore. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. It's been... Now he has a baby in this movie. It's like, god damn it. Um, I'm hoping it's just as simple of like Brian and Mia have just decided to go live off on an island somewhere and they're happily and we're not going to bother them ever again. That's what I hope. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, like, retire Brian's character like how the Simpsons retired uh, Phil Hartman's character after he died. Right. So, uh, Tyler, uh, go ahead and plug yourself, please, so we can go. Um, you can follow me on Twitch, on twitch.tv slash tiredshoes1. I stream there every now and again. And you can also look me up on Tired Shoes Reviews, where I review the last fighting games for your pleasure. Sorry, someone just at the door. Um, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy and twitch.tv slash iggy2014 where I stream four times a week and go to churchill.com for this episode as well as our other episodes. Thank you for everybody for listening. We'll be back next week for uh, the uh, next installment of the series, which is simply titled Furious 7. Until next time, guys. Giselle, please don't be dead. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.